Welcome to our teen health series. My name is Amrita Mamudi and I will be doing a series of shows with different experts in different health fields as a public educational resource so you can learn more about your mental and physical health. The age of adolescence is a time of many physical, mental, and emotional changes in our human bodies. This is the period of the transition between childhood and adulthood and can bring increased anticipation due to these drastic changes. As we go through these changes, it is critical that both the child and the parent alike understand what to expect at different stages of this process and promote healthy development and habits. In this series, we can discuss many health issues and challenges faced by teenagers with leading experts. And today, I'm so happy to have our guest, Dr. Hetal Nayak, on our show today to share their insights on teen health. Uh, Dr. Hetal Nayak has joined us this morning from Mysore, India. After finishing her medical school in Mumbai, India, and her anesthesiology residency training at Montefiore Medical Center in New York, Dr. Hetal Nayak worked as an attending faculty member at Horden Medical Center in New York. She's trained under several yoga acharyas and has gained an in-depth understanding of yoga and spirituality. Her current practice is Ashtanga Yoga of the Mysore Advanced A series. She's been initiated on the path of Kriya Yoga by her guru Swami Vidya Dishananda, who's an ordained Himalayan monk and also continues to study Vedanta with her acharya Nilofarji, who is a disciple of Swami Dayananda Saraswati. Dr. Nayak has been teaching yoga to teenagers for the past 14 years and also trains teenagers to become yoga instructors that can persevere and transmit authentic ancient practices and strives to offer her best to each one of them so that they can stay inspired on the path of yoga. She's also in the organizing committee of I Do Yoga and a chapter president for Seva International San Antonio as well as the director for Om Yoga Sadhana program. We are so happy to have Dr. Nayak with us today and tell us about the overall benefits of yoga and how teens can benefit from yogic practice. Well, Dr. Nayak is here with us on air. Um, good morning, um, Dr. Nayak. Welcome to our show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Namaste and my humble pranam to all the view audience. It's my privilege and joy to be part of this show today. Thank you so much for joining us today. So let's dive right in. Um, so just to start off, uh, could you give us your definition of yoga? So like, what does yoga mean to you? One of a beautiful definition that is given by Yogacharya Krishnamacharya is yoga is to replace old pattern of thinking which is inappropriate with a newer pattern of thinking which is more appropriate. Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that. So your passion for yogic practice and spirituality and your willingness to teach your passion to um, future generations is truly amazing and commendable. Um, could you tell us a little bit about your journey in yoga and how this passion like sparked for you and how it came to be? Uh, so I'm an anesthesiologist by training and mm -hmm. 
about 14 years back um, after my second uh, daughter's birth, I took a little break. And that's when I started exploring into different options. My interest was always in health and wellness. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as an anesthesiologist, I was not really coming across um, uh, much of an opportunity to share that with my patients. Mm-hmm. So I started really looking into different forms of exercises. I explored Pilates and a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also started reading about yoga and that sparked my interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, for me, it has helped me in several health conditions. I had pelvic floor prolapse and mm-hmm. Uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome, uh, just to name few of the ailments that have really been uh, helped tremendously through the practice of yoga. Mm-hmm. And so I really developed conviction in it. And that's how organically unfolded. And I started volunteering and teaching at different places. Yeah, And okay. I really derived joy out of it. And that's how um, I started diving deeper into it. Wow, that's, that's an amazing journey. Um, thank you so much for sharing that with us. So in recent years, um, especially during quarantine and now after quarantine, uh, many people have been like exploring yoga and taking a real interest in yoga. So what really makes yoga so special and why do you believe that um, people have been delving into like their spiritual journeys, especially during recent years? So a a lot has happened in the world and people it's through the globalization uh, and the way of life that it is now, people are going through a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And during the COVID, it gave them an opportunity, if they were shy of going into a yoga studio, to be in the comforts of their home and explore Mm -hmm. this. So I think that was the opportunity that really opened up to a lot of people. At least I know of all my students that joined from different cities Mm -hmm. that they could join now and they didn't have to leave their comforts of their home. So yeah. that was one reason why it surged. And of course, the circumstances and the stress that everybody was going through. Mm-hmm. Yoga is an experiential practice. So once you experience it, uh, you, nobody needs to sell it. You know, Nobody has right. ever marketed it. It lasted for thousands of years. Mm-hmm. And it is now just growing exponentially. Right, right. Yeah. So um, recently, there's been like an increase in unhealthy diets and sedentary lifestyles and um, especially in like locally um, where I live in San Antonio um, this has been directly causing like rising obesity and other heart diseases um, in our youth today so um, when do you recommend um, to start practicing yoga or is there ever a time that you recommend people start practicing yoga especially during um, this time? So if uh, Amrita, age is not a barrier, um, Mm -hmm. I mean, to really take up yoga seriously, eight and above is the age that is recommended. But Uh even the kids below eight can fully explore the whole science and art of yoga. Right now I'm in Mysore and we have uh, 300 students from 100 different countries. And yesterday I met somebody who was in their early 30s and they said oh we wish we could have started this practice earlier so every time I meet an adult they only wish that they could have started this when they were kids Mm -hmm. so really it's kids is a really good age to start yeah yeah so I've always heard that it's always like better to like start making or building those healthy habits from a young age so like what you're saying really like aligns with that um 
So a recent study came out um, from the Washington Post describing the like effects of the pandemic stress on teenagers and how this may have caused like premature aging of like a minimum of three years in teens. And since the onset of the pandemic, um, like anxiety, depression, um, and other mental illnesses in adolescents increased dramatically. Um, what are your thoughts on this? Well, a lot has happened. And um, I also feel that the family is a unit of the society and we really need healthy habits to be reinforced starting from home. So it's really a responsibility of parents to be aware of what kind of um, habits they want to instill in their kids. Especially I see with uh, the teenage and the young adults, a lot of uh, problems with sleep and the timings of the sleep. Uh, there's a new branch of medicine called circadian medicine. Mm -hmm. And in 2017, there were scientists who got Nobel Prize for that. So if we are not in tune with the nature, the sun especially, and if we don't go to bed before 10, don't eat healthy, um, locally grown organic food, and if we are not active, then all of these three are the main reasons why a uh, lot of these mental ailments also start because body and mind are not separate. They're spectrum, right? right? They're right. continuous. So mm -hmm. yes, uh, these are some of the main reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and our food is, our brain is really in our gut. So yeah. a lot of our mental health depends on the food we eat. Mm -hmm. So is there like a specific diet that you would say um, is like necessary to um, eat when, especially when practicing yoga? Uh, for sure. Yoga is not just asana. It is a lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like my teacher mm -hmm. says, you can do asanas one or two hours a day, but yoga has to be practiced 24 seven. So uh -huh. the food that really sustains the practice of yoga is called sattvic food, mm -hmm. which is nothing but very simple and clean food that is easy to digest. And it, which is also very uh, nurturing for your brain because whatever food you eat affects your brain and mind as well. So right. sattvic food is the food that's recommended for yoga practice. Okay, yeah. So when doing yoga, um, like we were talking about earlier, there are many different asanas and we almost put like every single part of our body to use. So how does yoga affect like our different organ systems or is there any effect on like our oxygen levels or um, and how does this have like any association with stress levels in teenagers? Well, yoga affects, it helps change the entire physiology of the body. <laughs> so every system, starting with the respiratory system, because you start breathing deeper as you start doing your asana practice, your uh -huh. oxygenation improves. Then from there, your cardiovascular health improves. Right. Then your musculoskeletal health improves. Then mm -hmm. your circulation improves and immunity, endocrine system, your digestive system, reproductive system. All of the systems are, um, it really changes because it stimulates parasympathetic response and bring in mm -hmm. relaxation and helps um, even your nervous system and your thinking. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, all of the systems are, uh, so many studies have been recently done and proved that yoga does affect all of this. 
in yoga, we say there are eight different body pumps and all of those help um, harmonize the whole body and mind. Hmm. Yeah, that's really interesting. So meditation is also um, another very crucial aspect of yoga. So what are some of the benefits of meditation? Well, meditation um, is part of yoga. It's not separate. So mm-hmm. it, yoga has eight limbs. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a very systemized um, method. So there is yam, niyam. So the eighth limb of yoga is really the meditation. Mm-hmm. So with meditation, your focus improves. You become more concentrated. The mind doesn't get scattered all over the place. The mind doesn't jump like a monkey. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of our stress happens when we try to multitask. Mm-hmm. So really, you can never multitask. Mind can work only one on one thing at a time. So if you're trying yeah. to work on four or five different things, you're basically not trying same time, but mind is jumping from one place to the other, which creates stress. Mm-hmm. So with meditation, your mind starts calming down and learns to focus on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. one advantage. And then you become mindful. And when you become mindful, you start making healthy choices. Nobody has to tell you from outside that this is good or not good for you. Once right. you're mindful, it starts showing up in every action of yours and every choice you make. Yeah, so those absolutely. are the two ways meditation really helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know we just uh, spoke a little bit about those different branches or limbs of yoga Could you tell us a little bit more about that um, and like what makes them different from one another? Well, it's two different things you're asking. So really, there are different parts of yoga. Uh, Mm -hmm. What I just talked about is called the Ashtanga yoga. But Mm -hmm. in short, there is something called as Bhakti yoga. There is Karma yoga. There is Jnana yoga. Bhakti yoga is where you, um, you... your emotions are cultured and you have unconditional love towards everybody. That's mm-hmm. your bhakti yoga. Jnana mm-hmm. yoga is the path of knowledge. People who are intellect, they like to understand and know and read. So they try to read the Bhagavad Gita, Upanishad and understand and contemplate on the thoughts that are shared that by the rishis who are the inner scientists. Mm-hmm. And then there is karma yoga where you have an attitude of serving And you don't expect anything in return for all the work you do. And in that process, your mind and thoughts become more and more refined. And Mm -hmm. so these are different parts depending on your mindset and your um, uh, inclination towards what connects well with you. But Mm -hmm. what I really practice is the Ashtanga Yoga, which is also called as Raja Yoga, Uh which has eight steps. And that's what the limbs of yoga are, the Yam, Niyam. Mm-hmm. Asana, pranayam, pranatyahar, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. So those are the eight limbs of Ashtanga Yoga. Mm-hmm. And each one of those are like so important. And like yoga is so like multidimensional. So as you were saying, like meditation is also um, one of those limbs, right? Yes, yeah, definitely. So it's yeah, it's a whole uh, very systematic method. Each one leading into the next. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how is yoga different from like uh, normal like exercise? Can we substitute one for another? So yoga is not just an asana, right? When we say exercise, mainly that falls in the purview of asanas. 
but even asanas are not just exercise they are much deeper than that so the foundation of yoga is yam and niyam yam means five things we must not do and niyam is five things we must do every day like mm-hmm. speaking truth satya ahimsa asteya aparigraha brahmacharya this is these are the yam and the niyam is saucha which is cleanliness mm-hmm. um brahm uh, tapas swadhyaya so these are very deeper aspects of yoga so it's mm-hmm. not just an exercise you cannot substitute yoga for exercise now even if you just compare the asanas which are the poses you know they are they help with strength flexibility endurance and balance so these mm-hmm. are four aspects of any physical exercise and if you take yoga just as an exercise even then it works on much deeper level like we earlier right. said it changes your whole physiology it brings mm-hmm. in parasympathetic response right mm-hmm. so it works right. very very differently when you start practicing yoga even if you do it as an exercise mm-hmm. your food habits will change your sleep patterns will change so right. can we substitute one for the other not really yeah. if you really want to fully experience the whole potential of yoga Mm-hmm. Right. So um, today, especially today, um, problems like obesity are very prevalent in especially teenagers today, um, as much as they're seen in adults. Um, and um, these diseases can also like manifest into things that are much worse um, later on in life. So what are some things um, like I know this can be like problems like this um, arise due to the lack of like exercise. So how can um, like yoga benefit teenagers specifically in these sorts of ailments? So like we earlier said, no sooner we start the better. And uh, like you said that, yes, there is increasing obesity. There is one out of two teenagers in U.S. that have at least three or higher lifestyle risk factors, which is yeah. eventually going to lead into all the lifestyle diseases, right? Mm-hmm. As they grow. Yes. Yeah. So to start these um, practices of yoga earlier um, will just change their whole um, way of thinking and mindfulness will come into their uh, life and they will make healthy choices. So mm-hmm. it is not very quick to work yoga doesn't work very quickly and so if right. you're expecting fast results you might get disappointed but it is very long lasting so mm-hmm. even practice of yoga can eventually you know help you sow the seed and give you that experience which will bring you back to the mat but right. you must find a right teacher and a different right style because there is so much variety you know so that's very crucial for understanding what yoga really is yeah mm-hmm Definitely. So you have been teaching yoga to young adults and youth for more than 15 years. Have you noticed any specific like noteworthy changes in your students uh, mentally or physically since they started practicing yoga with you? Yes, for sure, um, Amrita. And mm-hmm. the most recent experience I'll share with you is this summer we did teacher training course where we had mm-hmm. 200 hours of training wow, for our yeah. students. And we had mm-hmm. three students, out of which 14 were teenagers and seven mm-hmm. of those were boys. You know, people think that yoga is mainly for girls, especially in yeah. the West. Mm-hmm. And it's not so macho and we don't build muscles. But yes, 
one of the student, in fact, uh, wrote a paper on uh, yoga as a therapy for teenagers. Mm-hmm. And this is his own personal experience. Just within those three months of his teacher training course, he had lost 10 pounds. Wow. And yeah. nothing but just his yoga practice and the mindfulness that came in his food habits. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one thing. And then I've seen a lot of our students, um, they sustain their practice even though they start in when they were eight or ten some of them are now in college and their yoga students them teachers themselves they're certified mm-hmm. and they're teaching and a lot of them have also started uh, yoga clubs in their school and wow. nobody has told them it's from their own experience that they want to share this with all right. so in fact today one of our uh, teacher training course graduate he's going to share it with the austin tamil sangam community and there were 30 students that were going to come to their yoga class yeah mm-hmm. that's amazing yeah that's incredible so do you believe that um like teenagers should like what what do you like recommend that teenagers should start off with like in their journeys to in yoga well starting yoga as a exercise from asanas is always a good idea because Mm -hmm. it's something that you see obviously right other aspects of yoga are a little more esoteric and you might not experience right away but asanas is a good place to start find a find a local yoga studio or a yoga club in your school or college Mm -hmm. and start experiencing and exploring till you find the right style and right teacher and then start reading a little bit more about it and that's how you can get introduced to it Mm -hmm. yeah one of my friends um actually started her um yoga journey and she had a quick question for you uh she asked um how yoga has a like specific asanas for uh many chronic uh problems and if you could give us a few examples of like what asanas like relate to those specific chronic problems a lot of uh, chronic problems start from our digestion and um, gi tract so some of the twisting poses are really very good for digestion or digestive mm-hmm. disorders uh-huh. then yeah you know some of uh, like from my own case it's the uh, in the over in the weight or obesity so surya mm-hmm. namaskar is a very good place to start if you are trying to lose weight mm-hmm. um, then uh, those are some examples if you're trying to decrease the blood pressure for somebody then it's the, the pranayam practices that can really help uh-huh. uh, it works beautifully for lower back pain i recently had a uh, student who was telling me as a child he would go from doctor to doctor because he had severe asthma and just in last three years when he has started practicing his yoga mm-hmm. um, his asthma completely gone so allergies wow. and asthma yeah that's incredible yeah so how about for um like teenagers who are like going through a lot of stress um due to like there are many activities and school and everything what are some poses or asanas or that you would recommend to them just start with surya namaskar it won't yeah. take more than 10 minutes you can do mm-hmm. one set every day so that's right. a good place to start with that. yeah yeah nice okay um so another question that uh, i got was how do you uh, prevent injuries um while practicing yoga <laughs> Well, injuries don't happen if you're mindful and you have a correct <laughs> technique. Mm-hmm. So 
really again it comes down to finding a right style and a right teacher for you and even yeah. i have seen some injuries even they if they happen if they happen during yoga the mm-hmm. body is very resilient so you always very quickly heal yeah so right. that's not yeah. a concern at all mm-hmm. yeah so um as you were saying uh yoga is um offered remotely especially after quarantine um what are your thoughts on learning yoga remotely versus in person well it has its advantages and disadvantages it's a good way to start and sustain your practice because you save time by not driving to a place but mm-hmm. at one at some point you must also see your teacher in person so she can she or he can make corrections so mm-hmm. it has to be a combination of both but there's nothing wrong in learning online i personally have it my my own yoga teacher is in london and i do take online classes with her one on one so it is also a good way of learning as long yeah. as you understand that you have to see your teacher in person sometime right um and another question that we got was how to remain um like culturally respectful to the practice of yoga um especially since it's become so popular in the western world today what are some ways that we can be mindful of like the rich roots that yoga really has yes that's a very very good question and that's a, a point of concern too yes we, by dressing up appropriately by starting with uh, prayer by making sure that you come to the yoga mat after you take bath because it's a mm-hmm. prayer it's a right. it's a puja really your yoga sun is a puja so understanding that uh, and coming to yoga with that understanding that it's a spiritual practice um that's a very very important point you know right. uh, to be mindful about yes mm-hmm. yeah so i guess being overall very like mindful of where yoga comes from um and its roots and just um making sure that you like understand that yoga isn't just like as you said before yoga isn't just the asanas but also it's a whole lifestyle like as you said right it's a spiritual practice no it's a prayer yes yes yeah it was so um incredible to hear your journey and your thoughts on yoga and um Uh, we learned a lot our listeners i'm sure have learned so much from you today and to end off um our little segment could you give um the young adults listening to our show today um any advice on yoga or their health overall or um how to be mindful of um yoga or a little quick um summary of our show today i would say start today you are very fortunate that you're on the show if you're listening to this start today do not wait uh, give it enough uh, time before you say it's not for me um, mm-hmm. sleep early um, <laughs> sleeping is the key and the most crucial because mm-hmm. uh, you should be in harmony with this the sun and the rhythm of the sun mm-hmm. and be mindful and eat good food which is not processed so these are some of the things that i would like to end my few cents with yeah thank you so much thank you so much for coming to our show and sharing so much information about yoga and its incredible benefits and it was so great to speak with you and i'm super honored to have you on our show this morning thank you for the opportunity amrita and thank you to all the uh, viewers to listen thank you so much dr hitel nayak
Thank you.